Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com, and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. If you've just clicked the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the BlogTalkRadio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call. The number is 347-326-9470. Oh, need a minute to get something to write with? But don't worry, I'll give the number again right after the commentary. Or if you like, you can Twitter me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Marnie Williams, Esquire defied all odds as a teenage mother when she graduated from Penn State University with a B.A. in Social and Behavioral Sciences. She later graduated from Temple School of Law with a Juris Doctorate degree and practiced in the areas of corporate and commercial litigation, human resources, stock transactions, and contracts. In June of 2002, Marnie started a publishing company and released her first book, My Little Book of Poetry, as a one-of-a-kind limited edition collection. As one of the winners of the Power 99 Deaf Poetry Contest for her poem, Idolatry, she launched her spoken word debut on the air at the Philadelphia radio station Power 99 FM on July 7th of 2002. She released her poetry book and paperback in February of 2003, 
and shared her poetry throughout the Delaware Valley and beyond, including Georgia, Florida, Washington, D.C., and California, and anywhere an audience would gather. Churches, comedy shows, community events, private affairs, colleges, radio stations, poetry events, and anywhere in between. Responding to requests from readers, Marnie released her first poetry CD entitled Marnie Speaks, Marnie Seeks Truth in July of 2003. Marnie has devoted her life to the submission of God's will in using her testimony to inspire others. She speaks regularly as a keynote speaker, poet, and workshop facilitator at churches and special events. Marnie Williams, who's now known as Nia, poet, spoken word artist, advocate, inspirational speaker, and orator. Welcome back to A Measure of Truth. Hello, Marnie. Are you there? Hi. (laughs) This is Nia, Michael. Nina. Nia. I know. Nia. Nia now, Michael. Yes. (laughs) I just said it. Formerly Marnie. Yes. (laughs) I know. And this is difficult for me because... You know, I have your books and I have your CDs and everything has Marnie on it, and that's how I met you. But I'm going to get used to this Nia thing, and I'm going to make a point of it to have it down by the end of the show at least. This, this <laughs> Nia thing is purposeful. It's purpose. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, tell us. It's you know, it, it's it's almost been like um, I haven't talked to you in a while because I've run your show like six times since we've done it the first time really? around. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. It's been one of my favorites, and... um you know, it's always got great numbers for me, so that's always been a standby for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and so what have you been up to lately? Well, I've been working on um, a couple of projects and working a lot during the day, just working during the day and also teaching um, at college. So um just very, very busy, but I have been hanging out um, at the poetry venues in Delaware. Delaware's hot in poetry nowadays, and so I've been enjoying a stint of um, of hitting the circuit, so to speak, hitting the grassroots, and I'm um, just, um, you know, just relating to peers, relaxing, relating, and releasing is my personal mantra, and just being able to relate to, to peers and exchange ideas and um, and 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 our thoughts and share and uh, so it's been it's been very good. 2010 was full of uh, hitting the road and kind of hanging out a little bit and um, I, I really really enjoyed it. So I'm still doing that a little bit and I'm writing always writing. You know, uh, it's a process for me and I'm, I do it continually. Um, so I'm working on this prolific work over here and um, that's a, just a release for me. You know, um, so. It's always new. It's always fresh, and uh, it keeps me going, you know, because I just, you know, responsibilities, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about um, your your beginnings and um, where you were um, as a district attorney, and all of a sudden you made this huge life change and decided that, you know, you found this new love in your life, poetry, and you were going to go full steam ahead into this new direction. Well, I don't know. That sounds so romantic, you know. I fell in love with poetry, and you know, and, and all of a sudden I found myself on this road. You know, yeah. that was, it was it's more radical than it, I think. And I, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah, um, a few of my uh, many of my um, early poems 
um, actually the very earliest poems, I'll even go back that far, were very introspective, you know, just me dealing with life and dealing with my own thoughts and expressing. I, re- I found the, really found the artist in me. I'm on this journey mm-hmm. um, in artistry, and I love it. I love to create and um, in a multiplicity of ways. And so um, I think it's more of a, a journey that I've embarked upon. And so um, so the radical change, it was a radical change, however. Um, I left the DA's office, and um, it was absolutely the best uh, legal job that I've I ever had. It's very challenging um, in Philadelphia, ADA in Philadelphia. And um, I went from prosecuting juveniles to actually um, working in the trenches to save our youth, um, keep them in school, motivate folk, inspire folk. So it really is, is what I call a transition from career to um, calling, really, um, to live this life in purpose. And um, and in following my heart, that's the passion. That's the love for today. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but we'll give a little love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and following my heart, you know, my passion to work with young folk, um, I then I discovered. So, yes, Michael, yes, you're absolutely correct. I guess I did discover, you know, fall in love with poetry, but it sort of seized me is what I would say because it was coming out when I – began writing prolifically was um, a revolutionary work, you know, me, my own personal revolution, which is this mantra that I'm going through. Um, it's just all about change and embracing change daily and allowing myself to learn, you know, my, um, you know, my, me, just to get discover me, my journey in me. You know, and through that, you know, I, I started writing the poetry. Um, the word started, you know, just coming out and, you know, Mercy was written in a few, a few you know, minutes. And the entire book of poetry was written in seven hours, and wow. it just began this this journey. Right, I just started, I, you know, li- literally just hearing the words and just writing and allowing it to release through me, and that led to, um, you know, being an inspiring percussionist and guitarist and um, and so many other, you know, aspirations. I paint as well. I'm a, um, I also love photography. So I've sort of, in the last ten years of living a life of full purpose, embracing change and transformation, you know, have a lot, you know, sort of eat, uh, had a metamorphosis, so to speak, into um, this world of art and music and, you know, and expression. And so um, I love it. I love the visual arts. I love the performing arts. I, I love art. I'm, I'm an artist. Imagine that. Attorney, right. from attorney to artist, right. Mm. So it's beautiful, and I'm, you know, I've had a full life. I've done everything I ever wanted to do in life, anything that I said my, set my mind to do, I've done it, and I've done it well. So that's not, that's a testimony, okay? It's a testimony because <laughs> <you know, laughs> I have my frailties as well. Oh, my gosh, you know, just uh, working on me, getting myself together, you know? So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that too. Let's talk about this transition that you've made that I, you know, keep stumbling over. <laughs> your your change of from Marnie to Nia, and tell us right. about that and what it means to you and what what the whole concept is. Well, if you visit my website uh, nia twenty two dot com, you'll really get uh, an in depth, uh, you know, sort of look at this transition for me, which has truly been, you know, I believe, lifelong. Quite frankly. Um, I just have a certain, you know, living this life of purpose, living a purpose-driven life with a purpose perspective. You know, one of the things that I do is I inspire folk to their purpose. And um, I've been blessed to be able to live a purpose-driven life. And so um, it it comes with certain premises, like, you know, the no coincidence factor. You know, there are no coincidences in in life. Every moment is designed for you to um, learn and to grow into the person that you are destined to be, purpose to be. Um, 
And so um, having lived lived that purpose-driven life in following my heart and in um, writing and expressing and doing all that for eight years, it really was a, a it's been a journey in not, almost almost going on ten now. You know, um, I, I got this unction because I've been it'll be two years for Nia in September on September twenty second. I'll be Nia for two years. Okay, so I'm now going to give you the breakdown on the transition. So, um, I. Uh, Nia means purpose in, in Kiswahili. Let's just start right at the very beginning. And so for me, the transition to Nia was very befitting given the journey that I was on. I was taught well in African name changes and meaning in names. And, you know, I have some elders in my family who went through African, African name changes, plural, you know, um, several, three cousins of mine in Atlanta, um, my mother's first cousins. And so, you know, knowing the experience of, you know, the 60s and living and breathing in that and and really through them, really coming up through them like, you know, my mother's child, um, I was told about their, their experience in, in, in transforming and taking that journey to sort of take, to, you know, take off a name, you know. Back then it represented taking off a name that wasn't given to you from your history, our history. It's Black History Month, so, you know, this is the very least, you know, that we should discuss is just our very names. And so I've always been I've been open to that process ever since, you know, I heard of their journeys and I've sort of studied their lives and asked lots of questions. I was, I've was always been a precocious child, curious, you know, so I asked each one of them of their individual journeys. I thought about it, prayed about it, and, you know, and I felt an unction that now was the time to usher into Nia, um, a transformation of sorts. Now, also, let me just say, I did go back and look at the meaning of the name Marnie, and um, it, it was really a derivative of Mary, and there's a story that kind of comes behind how I was named, so I took this journey. Well, anyway, make a long story short. It's already long, right? <laughs> long story. Go right ahead. <laughs> to make a long story short, I was born Marnie. My nickname is Nene. It's always been Nene. My mother and my sister still call me Nene. I'm, just, I'm Nene to many close people to me. And so Nene is really, Nia is almost short for Nene, Nia, Nene, closer to than Marnie. So if there's a lot of connection for me, I know it's probably people who are like, what in the world? Well, anyway, it's personal. It's, there are a lot of personal connections for me. I just had an unction to Nia. And so this is my African name change, and it's a very special journey for me. So my name is Nia Amina, which means purpose and integrity, and that's what I—that's my goal to live a life wow. of integrity. So I have—I have a lot of wrestling with, you know, some some old things that I need to kind of deal with to get to purpose and full purpose and destiny. So it's—it's it's a very meaningful journey um, for me. And um, thank you for asking about that, sir, Mr. Fordham. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm just trying to um, reiterate it as much as possible to try to get it in my head. So I, I'll keep calling you Nia from this point forward. <laughs> and an explanation that gives me something to to log in. And, and I think I'm set. I'm set okay. now. And this is interesting, though. Um, you talked about some of the influences that your um, your family members have had as well. And I want you to talk a little bit about some of the other people who have had a great impact on your life, um, like Sonia Sanchez. Oh yes, um I have um an ode to Sonia Sanchez in my um in my book. Um, you know, the Griots are certainly gosh, we stand on their shoulders and you know, just um that's real true free expression, grassroots expression. Those were the words that really, you know, ran through the veins of, you know, the time frame in which, you know, they they spoke. You know, that was that was the the, the 
the uh, vein of, you know, the, the revolution. It was the vein of, you know, that was revolutionary, you know, all of that. I mean, we, we That's the nature of our this great nation that we live in, you know. And so, um, you know, um, the Greats have, have, have had an impact upon me. Um, I, I, I saw her in person. I almost feel like, you know, I have a experience with her. It was shortly after she spoke, uttered some words to me that I really began to write. And so I've had my own personal experiences, just little winks along the way to say you're in purpose and keep going. You know, you just take those nuggets and you keep on trucking, hitting the ground and, and, and rolling and doing things as you're called to do. Um, it's not about, you know, one of the things about, you know, death, you know, poetry and those different things, you know, it became became popular to be, you know, a poet and something was watered down in, in that process. Um, but there's a movement afoot, okay? There is a grass movement afoot. There's some great things happening in Philly. I want to give a shout-out to the Harvest um, Spoken Soul 215. They have a, a live set at World Cafe Live in Philadelphia mm. on the first Mondays of the month. Um, there's a, some there are some really live sets happening in this, this quarter right here, and um, you know, just real words, words of truth. Um, and folk kind of really, you know, stepping out there to change lives. It's really about changing lives. Also, the, you know, of course, um, you know, folk like the, the Twin Poets, um, I'm talking griots, They're, you know, these are our young griots. Um, but going all the way back to Gil Scott Herring, you know, I, I've seen him in person twice, mm. and I didn't discover him until late in life. So I kind of run those CDs, you know, over and over again. I've had an opportunity to see him in person twice and to meet him. And, um, you know, the last poets, you know, I, would, I had the the, um, the 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 pleasure um, to, to cross paths with, with one of them and to um, host them at an event in Delaware and, you know, um, just feel like they're giving me a pound saying, go ahead, sister, go on and, you know, carry the torch, you know. And so we must continue to run, and we must, you know, teach our babies to run as well and to express themselves through the arts. Ka'umba, creativity, and, you know, and all of those things that um, that, that really um, enrich our communities, our lives, um, our interconnection to one another, you know. Um, so it's, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Did I answer your question, Michael? Who was it? Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> Overlappingly, you you answered that question many times over. You know, one of the things that I am um, really trying to introduce into my show more often is um, is of course poetry and spoken word, but as well as um, storytelling, as well as other types mm-hmm. of arts to to keep people you know their minds open and interested. And um, because this is a healthy process to be able to not just um, take your, your, your information in a certain way all the time, to be able to look at people through self-expression, it helps you to express yourself better as well. Right. You Absolutely. Know? And this Absolutely. is something that you have to see and feel in order to be able to do. So it's right. really, really important. This is something that I think that our young people are missing more often as you know they become engrossed and submerged in social media and other forms of communication. Right. They, they're they're missing that um, opportunity right. to to face to face interact. Yeah, right. absolutely. They are they they're desensitized by um, the you know the media moguls that really suck the really their money and and <clears throat> their um, their motivation. It's just it's it's terrible what. Um, you know what the, the radio is doing. Not shouldn't say the radio because this is radio. <laughs> no, you can you know, say. Media, it's you all about how you use the media. Radio, it's the all media. About how you use yeah. the, right. Yeah. But here's the thing that's really interesting. So much of what young people um, ingest as far as entertainment is always geared towards um, captivating them and geared to steering them towards purchasing something. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's right. really what it's all about. Right. So, right. you know, and it's interesting, you know, well, they don't call it programming just because. Because right. exactly. That is what it is. Wow, there's training right. process as well as right. it, it has a way that it can uh, sustain itself by, um, you know, getting you to buy things and that money comes back and it's a, you know, Absolutely. it's a cycle over and over again. Right. You know, right. and, and wow. that's okay for you to understand and know some things that might be good for you, but it's not good for some of the things that our young people are wasting their time and money on yeah. as well. So, yeah, um, I, I agree. That that was that was a powerful perspective. Um, yeah. That I've been, I've done, I've done a lot of writing in that in the area of just, you know, um, the shrine of commercialism and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you were speaking speaking to that. They, you know, it is like pro- programming. It's programming. It's they're they're tuned in, and um, you know, Willie Vince said it best. Whether or not he actually said it, and it's been authenticated or not. Bottom the bottom line is, it is a self perpetuating you know, uh, system that's that's not producing good results in our youth. It's not producing good results for us as a nation because, I'm sorry, if, if our young people are opting out of all systems for the first time in history saying they don't want to work, and if one-third, 30% of young folk across the nation, even 25% are, are dropping out of high school, you know, they are not graduating, whatever that, you know, whichever statistic you want to use, then um, wh- where do we stand in terms of, you know, um, competing globally? Where do we stand? Right. And so we're not really dealing with the issues, and um, and it's a travesty to justice to our young folk, really, um, and, um, and a disservice, uh, particularly to our African-American males, because they are the ones who are suffering – um, the largest in like endangered species, and then to Hispanic males, and and then if you if you you know um, if you basically if it's a black males and Hispanic males, the heads of household that you know are are suffering behind bars in ignorance, not able to compete. What is that? This is break it down. You want a measure of truth? Let's deal with that. And um, and and it's just you know bunch of rhetoric and running around and bottom line is this is a war we this is a war for our babies that's it that's what it is we mm-hmm. must teach them we must reach them we must nurture them we must connect them to you know to love and to a village we must inspire them we must motivate them and then we need to do the cycle over again teach them and reach them and encourage them correct them you know and yeah. uh, keep and keep them from putting their ears to you know to stupid mantras you know these mantras they're listening to on the radio. Some of these radio stations that are, you know, have their attention. It's like nonsense. We all know it's nonsense. Stop it. It's this time for us to stand up and say, no, we want to take back our airwaves and we want to do. We want something different for our children. Yeah, we we you need know? to take back our schools as well as, and support <laughs> the arts in our schools. Make right. sure that that um, young people who have an opportunity to to stroke that talent within themselves, they do have a different outlook on life. Because it's not always about what they take in; it's about what they can produce within themselves, what they can release, well, and those right. are very, very important things that will make them um, stand out in the crowd, as well as help them to see, you know, situations differently as well. And we need to teach them. We literally need mentors to go into schools. When you say take this to schools, that's how I envision it. Um, just surround our, our schools with uh, with help, support. Come into the school building, engage the building. Parents come into the school, you know, at least once a month. Can you come into the school once a month? Well, okay, what about once a week? That would be radical, wouldn't it, to have parents literally coming through the school doors and holding, you know, the system accountable for their, the education of their child. 
Mm. You know, and the problem is so many folk are in ignorant themselves and can, don't know how to advocate for their children. Um, and so, you know, you're stepping in and advocating for a baby, you know, bring your baby to school. You know, yeah, we need you, we need you to, to not keep your baby home from school. But that's a mindset, and we need to understand where the mindset began and that the cycle continues, and that's the only way you're going to break the cycle. Mm. I mean, how do you break the cycle? How do you break, break a cycle so strong of poverty and ignorance and, and, you know, degradation? I mean, really, how do you do that? How do you break that cycle? Who cares? Does anybody care to break this? Really? Does anybody with power um, and a little and some resources actually care about saving the lives of little black boys who are dropping out of school and mm. little Hispanic boys who are, you know, disengaged too, or too early and in, 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 can't read? Can't read? If you can't read, how, tell me how you're going to engage the system. You can't read. If you can't, if you can graduate from high school and you can't read. Please tell me how you. What are you going to? What are you going to do? How do you? How right. do you graduate from high school without it? Without being able to read? How does that happen? Yeah, well, in that situation too. I mean, talk about falling through the cracks. The cracks will reach up and grab you and take you. You know, right? So, right. Uh, how about that? Right. Yeah. How about that was. I, I like that. That was a good perspective. Yeah. I, I don't like it, but that's a good perspective of. Yeah, it's like it truly is like from uh, from the from the cradle to the prison. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it, that's what it's like. And we're going to take a quick break, Marnie, and um, are, are you ready to yeah. do, deliver something for us? Because what I'm going to do is we're going to just do a quick um, PSA for um, Kainu, uh, a really good um, nonprofit that's doing great things in Haiti. And then after that, we'll come back and you can give us a little taste of something. What are you going to do for us? I think I, I'm going to do something new based on what we just talked about. It's brand new. I've only okay. um, spoken it one other time. So this is going to be a new experience, a, me- a measure of truth. Awesome. Right after this. Kainu, which means Our House in Haitian Creole, is an organization devoted to caring for abandoned and disenfranchised youth in Haiti. Kainu was started in 2009 by Executive Director E. Joanne Richard. Kainu aims to address the physical, emotional, and academic needs of Haitian youth. Their organizational model has adapted to the challenges unearthed by the devastating January 12th earthquake, which destroyed the majority of the government's buildings and the country's already weak infrastructure. This natural disaster created tremendous challenges, which adversely impact the hopes of the Haitian population and the future of the country. In addition to the earthquake, recent hurricanes and other natural disasters rendered the community unable to meet the basic quality of life needs for the majority of its citizens, especially in the rural communities. Kainu seeks to rebuild hope through education and employment opportunities, as well as create relevant and duplicatable projects that the people of Haiti will be able to manage. In addition to the youth, Kainu seeks to help the adults of Haiti with the reconstruction of schools and housing. Sponsor a child and create real, lasting change, not only for them, but for their community. For just $15, a child can receive a full uniform for the school year. Kainu believes that the uniforms will build confidence for the students and also encourage families to enroll their kids in school, knowing that they will not have to choose between educating their children over feeding their families. Become a sponsor by promoting this event via email, on Facebook, Twitter, and with your community, networks, family, friends, and coworkers. For more information, check out kainu.org. That's K-A-Y-N-O-U-I-N-C dot org.
Truth Seekers, we're on with Nia. You're on with Michael Fordham, and this is The Measure of Truth. Hi, Nia, and you back? I'm back. And you're ready for us now? I think I'm ready for you now. This is brand new. Okay. Tell us a little bit about this piece and the title. And Well, it's untitled. It's currently untitled. Okay. And um, it sounds almost just like what I what I just said um, when we were talking. And so um, it's, this is untit- an untitled piece. And I wanted to say before I started that I really like your, like your intro, Michael. Your intro is like makes me want to... You know, sing and dance. So I love that. <laughs> oh yeah, well I have to. That's high. That's high. Yeah. Well, thank you. I have <laughs> to tell the Leo that, um, and you have to tune in to our show on Friday because um, you definitely will hear a different Michael Ford on Friday. I'm like, that's oh, my yeah? whole ego out there. But um, yeah. Oh, yeah. you take yeah. your tie off on Friday. Oh yeah, oh, big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> Code switch. <laughs> yeah, okay. definitely. Right. All right. Uh, I'm going to take my time with with this piece because uh, it's just, um, yeah. Plan by design, assault on millions of minds, babies' lives, babies' lives, babies' lives. When babies cannot read, year by year pass on at the speed of ignorance from the cradle to the prison. Listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen. Was it by design something like a capital crime? Who set in place these landmines? No grocery stores in sight for years. Corner stores selling singles of pampers and cigarettes. New store prices higher than the rest, like gas prices. Who can pass that test? And cycles continue. Shoot, get shot, shoot, get shot, shoot, get shot. Walking on the block and it just don't stop. And so who cares? It's their mama's fault, two years old, three years old, four and five. Who bit the apple? Who believed the lie? Integration, gentrification. I said integration, gentrification. Now there's a separation. Private C, private C, private C, private C. Who can afford to walk through that door? Bus so far from home, parents can't get there, and they already don't care. Check out of the system. Check out of the system. So foot soldiers go knocking on doors, fighting for the babies with a passionate allure. Just sign this consent form. I'm a nationally renowned poet. You've seen me before. Gone. Gone. So far, gone. Babies already signed up for prison. What are we going to do when millions choose not to, when millions choose not to, when millions choose not to attend school, not to work, and not to care? Tell me whose burden is that to bear? And they chant, give me $20. Who gives what to whom? Land of the free and home of the brave. How is the one falling from the top of the ship? How is the one falling from the top of the ranks? How is the one falling from the top of the ranks going to race to the top of the global bank from grassroots, from grassroots, from grassroots, from glass tops to glass tops and grass tops? And if the beautiful Titanic is sinking, disconnect golden parachute. And if the beautiful Titanic is sinking, who understands the plot? Vie for dollars while big bucks grow fatter and media moguls propaganda, proper, proper, ganda, ganda, proper, proper, ganda hill, proper, proper, ganda, ganda. Hitler was the papa of propaganda. He said, give me the mind of the youth. Who has the mind of the youth now? 
Facebooked and took the place of reading a book. I said Facebook done, took the place of reading a book that's colloquialism, ushered in by the Society of Men. I said, who has the minds of the youth now, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, Drake? Are you fancy, huh? You fancy, huh? You fancy, huh, with the stud in your ears and your $100 sneaks, but you can barely speak and you can't read? I ask, who has the minds of the youth now, where dreams should flourish and abound? Who can hear this sound? I ask, was it by design, and where do we draw the line, season back the minds? And if the Titanic is sinking, who's the first in line? Freedom for all, freedom for all. Tell me, what's it going to be, y'all? Free some, free all. Yeah, when I, when I when I listen to your poetry, I you know I got to remember I'm on air and there's a part I have to play. As well. <laughs> and if you need to say something afterwards, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh gosh, that's like burning yeah. a baby there. You know, that's mm. the latest piece that um, wow. you know, is, and I connect with it. It's just like wow. Wow, you kind of you kind of blew me away with that. Um, the Facebook has taken the place of reading a book. Whew. Mm. <sighs> You know, when you really think that through, I mean, what are our people, re- you know, what are young people reading? What Text are the adults? Messages, wait, but back Facebook? up and rewind. What are the adults doing? What, the adults, what are we doing? We lead the speed. We lead it. We, you know, the, the grown folk are going to be the first one in the, in, in the club or party or wherever. It could be wherever it is that, you know, singing the songs that are popular and leading the entire, you know, the babies. We we started, you know, the, we opened the door for that. We we said, okay, it's okay, and we compromised, and so the floodgates are open, and now it's a slippery slope. Now what for the babies? Mm-hmm. You know, we are the ones who buy the studs for the ears. We're the ones that buy the $100 sneaks, but we won't go in and advocate for our baby to read and speak. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset, and how do you reverse that? It's not, oh, well, that's just the way they are, and they're just what you can say whatever you want to, you know, to speak badly about people. But what about the babies? What about the innocent lives? What about their children? What about the save the babies? Because you know what? It's, it's. I'm sorry, it's it's a cycle. It's a cycle unbroken, and you can take it straight back about 400 years, and it's never been broken for some folk. It hasn't. Hmm. How do you recover from it? How has the black man ever recovered? Ever recovered? Tell me. Now, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you mentioned um, some some rappers and um, some comments about rap. Um, do you consider hip hop and rap art? Oh Lord, I'm not getting into the conversation <laughs> about hip hop and art. All I can say is, give me the mic. I got something for you. I guess I got. I have something for you. It's time for me to speak a little bit. So I just want to put it out there. And so if they they want to get you know. Two hundred million dollars and 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 Cristal and you know you know all the stuff that they talk about and lead the babies down that road like they can get that too like our babies can get the Cristal you know and uh, and the, the whatever it is that they're chanting about you know any given hour hour mm-hmm. after hour mm-hmm. after hour what is mm-hmm. that that's it's it's who's who's been bought and who's been sold right. who's been sold out who's been bought and who's been sold. So we lift them up on the pedestal, you know, and give them Grammys and Oscars. Keep your Oscar. Keep your Grammy. Don't even send me a nomination, invitation of indoctrination, abomination. No need for a validation from your pagan temple, men of gold. Truth be told, I ain't so out, but in heaven is my origin. Sending no sin. 
Sorry, I had to get a little. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. feeling, I'm feeling <laughs> that idolatry right now. I'm feeling yeah, that poem right now. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's, just, it's Grammy time, and it's like the all-ten-year whatever, and people tune in and talk about Facebook about Lady Gaga. Who cares? Okay? Who cares about that? Tune it off. Why are we lifting these people up on a pedestal in the whole process? And no, I don't want your Grammy. Keep your pagan temple men of gold. I'm not coming. It's okay. It's a grassroots thing. Okay? It's all about, Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a time, though, and, and this was the amazing thing about hip-hop. Hip-hop was poetry to music at one time, you know, and that was the rap as well. They were all mm-hmm. stories about the, the human condition, about what was right. going on in the lives of our young people. And right. it was more about expressing yourself and reaching out. But now it's it became so braggadocious, and it's all about, you know, the ego and attitude and swagger, where there's no longer a message you know, involved with the entertainment. Right. You're right. No, you're right. It it was sold out. It was sold out. And, and unfortunately, okay, well, you know, all of that, you know, nonsense that you just mentioned. Okay. It's one thing, but this new movement to just sing about anything, give me $20, give me $20. Okay. I know it's a little old, but who's going to give you $20? So these, you know, folks think that they can just, what, just somebody's going to walk? No, you have to work for $20. Work for $20. Let's reverse that song and let's sing about that. Work for $20. Work for, it's, the, it's the mantra of stupidity, of ignorance, and degradation that they chant to a good beat. So give me a fat beat. Give me the mic, and let me teach these kids something, and let's turn this thing around because, you know, it's ridiculous. So that's, that's my personal revolution. It's like give me the mic, darn it. No, Taking it back for our babies. It's non, it's non, it really is nonsense, and we all know it. Absolutely. You fancy, huh, because you got your hair done and your nails done. Are you fancy, huh? You got your hair did. Had your hair did. And I'm sorry, oh, it's Drake. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, you know, go hard on Drake, you know. <laughs> you know. Some folk might think Drake is cute, and, you know, Drake, you know, it's Drake, so sorry, but you ain't, you. it's not, oh, I'm sorry. Breathe, Wusania. And that, you know, I kind of take it personally. I do. I take it personally that um, we don't speak out enough for our children. Um, and, uh, speak out against the nonsense. It's nonsense, and we all know it. Okay. So, what's, what's your take on the N-word? Because, it, you know, it's, it's in the rap music so much now. It's Even when it's bleeped out or whatever, you know where it is, you know. So, so what's your take on it? You know what? That's really – how much time do we have? We have about 20 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's an entire show you know the n-word and right. um you know we're desensitized the condemned folk are desensitized the adults are desensitized you know and so what is what is that what does that process entail that's what i think the, the you know the, is uh, it really just culture clash is it really so much so that the young people have not you know felt that sting it's never really meant anything hurtful to them, so they can't relate to it? Or is it more about um, them trying to embrace a word that they felt was hurtful now, trying to use it in a way that they've taken over this word and made it something different? So that's Okay, I, w- I, I wish it was something noble and, and thoughtful and, you know, like that, that, the latter. But, no, um, I, think it's, I, I think it's somewhere in the middle, and I think that it's just a symptom of the larger issues. Really, it's a symptom. So I don't, you know, it's it's just um, it's a travesty, you know, to go from to take a word that was used and to really subjugate a people, 
to really, you know, not even fully annihilate a people, but to subjugate a people, to walk on their backs, to um, to treat them as animals, to kill them, you know, in the, in the heinous crimes that were committed against Africans, you know, while that word was being used. People, just they just don't get it. But you know what? We aren't talking about Black History Month in schools anymore. We're so far away. I guess we've accomplished so much. We have, you know, some great houses, you know, the housing boom. Somebody ran away with the loot, okay? So we have these big houses and middle class and living one paycheck from, you know, poverty, and our kids are in a better school. So we don't think about, you know, you know what's really happening. It's assault upon our community. It's it's and, and the and the larger the larger issue is that, you know, it's just it's we're all human beings. We're all human beings. And so, you know, you stand on the back of another, you just what do you think what what do you think justice is gonna do? What do you think true justice is gonna do? It's just gonna it's going to correct itself. That's it. It's gonna it's just you, you arrogance is not gonna rise up and win. <laughs> you know, superiority against the almighty one is not going to win. We're talking just spirituality. And so you just can't. We have to get back to truth and love and humility and justice and caring about one another beyond color lines because we're all human beings. We must do that. But, you know, we feel sometimes it's like we're fending off so much an assault because it still is an assault. It's an assault on a community. It's an assault on a psyche. It's an assault on the mind. And people, Our people are indoctrinated in the mind. And this is a perpetual thing, a mental ignorance and a cloud that extends through generations. It's Willie Lynch is what he promised. And so, you know, we, we are so busy not deal we're not dealing with it. You know, we're really not dealing with the real issues. Uh, we stop teaching stop teaching African American history in schools. You know, we're beyond that because we're doing something else. You know, trying to fix the system, transform the system, uh, you know, reconform the system, uh, change the system, you know, and it's all in vain. It's all in vain. For the for the ones who are suffering the most. Yeah, you, you know, know and, and it's a shame too that you know our young people, the ones that do make it, um, they don't have any set goals in life to reach back. They they want the bling and they want the you know the big house and the cars and all the things that will probably drive them to poverty because they're not watching how they spend their money. Too um, busy trying to impress. But the fact of the matter is is. If you could set real goals and understand, even if it's just business-minded, if you're not even reaching back, if you have a goal that's bigger than just the um, things that people can see that, you know, would make you appear to be a success, it's just a shame that um, so many people just don't see that. They don't have a real mindset to go out there and become bigger than they are to be able to do more for more people. That is a lost art. Yeah, that's absolutely the case. I mean, because, I mean, there are black folk who are doing well, African-Americans who are doing well. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and there's a, there's just a disconnect because whatever they're doing that took them on the road to, to prosperity, you know, more likely than not is in education. We have many African-American partners at law firms um, and, you know, CEOs and doing very, very well. And it, there is a trickle down because many of them do care, many of them do get back, many of them are mentors, you know, in, in our schools and, um, and go back to their their former communities where they where they grew up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, many but of this them story are isn't being told over and over and again, you know. It is not the story. It's not the success story that's out there. The success story that should be out there is the one that shows that person who comes up through the ranks, works hard, looks back, and does something to better their community. And that was a goal all along that they always right. wanted to be able to do the things that they right. are now being able to do because of their their um being comfortable, wealthy, and um, as well being socially conscious. 
inspire them. We can inspire folks to, to come back and give. I mean, I, I, I that's what I do. I, I inspire people to write their about their journey, um, mm-hmm. whether it's you know, not, not there aren't a whole there weren't many of us who were born with silver uh, spoons in our mouths. Okay, so um, many of us, you know, are the first attorneys in our families, and um, you know, have have risen up, you know, in the ranks and who do great things. Lots of lots of lots of folk. You know, but it, the the issue is, we are we connecting the people with the good heart and the movement to come in and help those folks with the people who need the, the help the most. You know, right. that's 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 what's what's real. But we're missing, we're missing something. We're just we're just too many people are, you know, falling through the cracks, and we're kind of you know, on a slippery slope, Michael, on a slippery slope. Well, you know, before we get too far away from this, I have been talking, you know. For, for so many different shows talking about this show that I want to put together that focuses on, you know, just storytellers t- and also um, poets and spoken word artists. And um, it's going to be called Straight Wisdom, No Chaser. And um, I like we that. want people to come out there and um, say whatever they have on their mind. And um, if people want to, you know, <laughs> disagree with it or refute it, um, they can call in and, and you guys can have that live discussion. But um, we definitely want to um, have a show that's fo- focused around social consciousness and um, really get people thinking about what they see in their communities and around them and um, culturally speaking and socially speaking what's going on out there and having them to go back out there and try to affect the change in their communities. Right. Right. I, I think, I think you know, I think that's great. Yeah. And um, tell us a little bit about um, something you said that you had going on recently. You uh, were on a show, and it's going to be um, featured very soon as well. Uh, Soul Fusion Radio. That's S-O-U-L-F-U-S-S-I-O-N, Fusion with two S's, radio.com. Um, is a um, internet radio station that's doing great things. They are they have just launched Soul Interpretations, um, an event, a live event broadcast live from Santa Fe in Wilmington, Delaware. It's a great vibe. We sort of they sort of kicked it off last weekend. Um, I had the pleasure of um, being in attendance for that. And so um, actually, it's every Monday night. And so I'm uh, thinking about heading there and just absorbing tonight and hanging out, having some some food and writing a little bit. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's a good it's a good venue, good uh, new venue. Mm. And um, Tanae and DJ Beave are putting putting it down. It's soul music, soul, soul music, and um, and it's just a great venue. It's a good spot. So just one week old. Soul interpretations at Santa Fe. Awesome. And um, it opens at nine thirty. Five only five dollars. Only five dollars. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. Cinco dineros. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let me just swing back real quick. So I, I just told you about straight wisdom, no chaser. And um, you know, I, I kind of need a co-host for that. Mm, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I've been thinking about doing something like this ever since we did that first show. But, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I just have an invitation. Is that an invitation? Yeah, to co-host I'm, I'm, occasionally to co-host yeah, occasionally. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm hitting pretty hard, you know, but uh, occasionally, just to you know, come in there. Occasionally, that's why you want to stick with Marnie. That's what it is. So it could be Michael and Marnie on. Ah. Neil works. That would not cut it. Yeah, down. you know what? I, I would. I, I like the. I like the title. I like the concept. Mm. You were telling me about the concept. I like the concept. 
really on just on wisdom and truth and um I think it's great. I would I would love the opportunity to get involved more and to speak out more, mm-hmm. uh, to share some things more, connect the dots. And co- I love collaboration and, and partnership. I mean, we have oh, to do this awesome. together. Yes, I love yeah, that. Um, concept. Great. Yeah. So that that now that was well worth the wait because you haven't been on the show for a while now. But um, Michael, I'm really I know it's happy. been what two yeah. years? Is it two or three years? Oh, Has it been no, two no, or three no. years? It's been about two. Yeah. Cause you oh, were, two I, years. You were one of my first guests. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And I know you've expanded, and that's con- congratulations on that. I think. Yeah, yeah. We got a lot great. of things going on. We got that Friday show I was telling you about that um, focuses on independent artists helping them to market themselves and share information on what they're doing out there, and um, you know, helping each other with the trials and tribulations of um, getting out there and doing it for oneself. So, right, yeah, right. Awesome for the show. for the art of it, for the art, yeah. of it, just doing it for the art of oh. it, for sharing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just the art of it because a lot of um, these independent artists are doing well. They're making money. They're producing their own videos. They're selling their own CDs on Reverb Nation, on iTunes, and um, using their MySpace pages. And we just come together and we share all that information and help you know other people to be able to do the same thing. And this just keeps them from having to stand in line and, and walk into someone's office begging for an opportunity. You know, it's right. about making your own opportunity. In this right. new age of information technology, you know, you got to stop looking at your limitations and try to figure out what you can do for yourself. Right. Yeah, get well, it going. Well, yeah, I, I, I concur. I guess I'm I'm sort of <clears throat> lived by the starving artist. Not that I'm starving, you know, and I'm not claiming that or anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I feel like, you know, that this has been given to me freely, and so I kind of give more books away and CDs away and ideas away and concepts and help and coaching mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. Than, than anything. That's just my calling. Wow. So so when I say, you know, for the, for the art of it, you know, as long as I'm blessed with books, they seem to not be running out too fast right now. <laughs> you know, I just... <laughs> Not to say I won't take a donation or anything, but I just I found that it was better for me not to live off of um, my you know my gift because there's a lot of competition out there, a lot of different things that underlie that, and I really feel like I'm sowing seeds into the lives of folk. And so right. if I can do that almost anonymously, you know, just on the street one day, give somebody a journal or give them a book or give them you know idea or concept, to me that's like paying it forward. I'm laying seeds down. And that's enough for me for now. And I believe that in this in this last eight years, I've sown so many seeds that way that I know the harvest is is, is soon to come. And mm-hmm. I just you know yeah yeah I just have faith in that it's been given to me as a gift. And so I have to you know some in a lot of in large in large measure give it give it away. So yeah, uh, well, yeah. Marty, mm-hmm. you know, on that vein, we're going to take a quick break, and um, we're just going to um, you know. Give a, a chance for another nonprofit that I'm working on that's impacting the lives of young people. And um, right after that, we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about maybe some other projects that we could work on as well and some other ways that we can maybe get you out there and connect it with some of these um, nonprofits to be able to um, do some some you know collaborative work as far as talking to young people as well as some of the charity work that they're involved in. Okay. Yeah. So okay. let me let me just make sure I can find this particular. My whole system is messed up here because um, my tracks haven't uploaded. But here we are. Yeah, I was wondering about the pieces that you're going to going to play. Yeah. Piece well. Piece. 
Well, here's one. Mm -hmm. This is one for Young Lives, but we'll wait and we'll check on those, too. That's another reason I'm taking this break. We'll be right back after this. (laughs) Hi, I'm Michael Fordham, host of A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about Young Lives DC 34. Young Lives is a unique, cutting-edge, nonprofit Christian organization designed to empower and equip pregnant and parenting teen moms to become productive citizens in the community. A program that partners teens and mature Christian women to provide teen girls in crisis with timely encouragement, guidance, and ongoing support. Through the power of presence, kids' and teens' lives are dramatically impacted when caring adults come alongside them, sharing God's love. Because someone believes in them, they begin to see that their lives have great worth, meaning, and purpose. This is just the first step in a lifelong journey. The choices they make today based on God's love for them will impact their future decisions, the careers they choose, the marriages they form, and the families they raise. And all of this can be traced back to the time when a young life leader reached out and entered their world. For more information or to get involved, check out their webpage at www.younglives.younglife.org. Or if you're in the D.C. metropolitan area, call 202-399-7017. Seekers, we're back. You're listening to Nia on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. And you know what? Um, Just as we were talking about with Young Lives D.C., um, this is a a grassroots organization that um, is really, really impacting the lives of these young girls. Um, And they do this every day, and and they go through such extremes to be able to get these young girls off the street. It's amazing. And um, Pastor Eddie, who is um, one of the... um, the uh, directors of this group um, has actually gone into um, a, a strip club to pull a girl out. You know, I wow. mean, this is what they actually do to be able to make sure that they um, connect with these young ladies and, and give them um, some options as far as what they do when they find themselves in trouble and crisis. Right. Right. And um, I, I just would love for you to be able to talk with these young ladies, too, in an event that's coming up. And they host quite a few um, throughout the year. And uh, it would just be a great thing, um, and I think that it would um, enrich your life as well to be able to um, right. mm-hmm. have that kind of an impact on these young ladies. Well, because I am. I'm humbled by the, the by the opportunity to to speak with those young women, and we should definitely speak offline about a date. I, 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 that's really where the true ministry comes in when I can go into bail or women's prison and and take the time out and go to the group homes and and just minister to the young women, and you know, it's healing for me as well. So. Um, you know, I do the I do that. That's I have to do that. So I would um I'd be honored to come out and stretch my you know, get on the road again. I love to drive. I, <laughs> really, <laughs> I, w- I would love to, so I would I, I can coordinate that day. I, I need a break. <laughs> my staff would say, You need a break, go away, go away, Nia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you work too hard. Take a break, a vacation. So I would love to hit the road actually and come on Come on over and speak with the you know the young women. I know the work in the trenches. That's that's real life, you know. Yeah, yeah. Folk are struggling. Mm-hmm. They're struggling. And, and um, you know, I've got so many shows that I'm trying to kick off and get going. And um, 
with the two shows that I had, I really tapped myself out. I really had no more time, and you know, uh, it's quite a bit of work that imagine. goes on to put a good show together. <laughs> and um, you know, I've got it in me to do a couple more. It's actually a, a show I want to do on relationships too. It's called He Said, She Said, and um, I mean, it's really going to dig deep into um, deep, huh? some of the a things you know. Truth about relationship. Oh, a measure of oh. truth about relationships, but the two uh, intersect. Is that what it is? Yeah, and it's also about the misconceptions, too, of the miscommunication between what a man is thinking and what he says and what a woman's thinking and what she says. And also um, what, you know, causes people to um, not to get to know their true selves because of playing the game. Everyone who's been dating for some time now has developed some type of, um, you know, way of protecting their feelings. It's called a game, right. and, it, and it's right. okay because of its purpose. But mm-hmm. still, it, it leaves a lot of miscommunication between the sexes that causes conflict down the road. So I really wanted to address those kind of things as well as um, get people together, not just on the radio show that we have here, but actually get them in a venue out in the real world and have them to connect and be able to gather and then discuss these issues after the show is over as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's that's great. That sounds like a great concept. So you're looking at what location for that? What area? Ah, yeah. I'm yeah. actually Yeah, you have a, you this have a area, in mind? I, I don't want to put the name out there, Busboys and Poets. Did I just do that? No. Did you just do that? <laughs> so you have me really you know. trucking down the highway on a regular basis. Well, Come on out to something like that. I would love to, you know, you bring some really energy to that to. endeavor. I would yeah, love to yeah. do it. But you wouldn't always have to drive, you know, because what I'm going to do is I'll do a live show from the venue. So with that, we will still have people who can call in, and um, we'll have a number of different guests um, who are relationship experts or they've written books or psychologists or whatever that will also drop in on this too. And some people who are just out there that you may recognize, um, actors and actresses, so forth and so on, that will also love to lend an ear into this topic as well and um, hear what people are really saying and, and just give... Um, people a new perspective as well, because I would uh, just love to come out. I would, I would love to. You know, I'm, I'm really about the um, the energy in the room, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's good to kind of hit, you know, a different area. And I haven't been in that area in a while, so I, you know, I can't. My schedule is very hectic, and I'm very busy. But I would love to to come and you know let me know for sure when you are going to launch that, because I would love to come and support. Um, the launch of that or, or or whatever, somewhere around the launch, if my schedule doesn't, you know, allow me to, to be there for the launch, then certainly yeah. soon thereafter. Yeah. Well, we're going to do a pilot first. We're going to do that um, as a show and with a panel. And then from there, we'll move it right out into the um, the real world. And we're going to do this back and forth. Yeah. So this will be coming up in the spring. So just something to look forward to and uh, – I really am just so happy that we've reconnected and um and uh, just appreciate you being able to take time out today and I know you have an event going out. Tell us quickly where you're heading out again. You Santa you mentioned Fe it before. Santa Santa Fe for um Soul Interpretations by uh, put uh, sponsored by um Soul Fusion Radio dot com. That's Soul Fusion with two S's dot com. Awesome. So I'm not speaking I'm not speaking tonight, but they have great poets and it's really you know, just a venue for open expression, and um, and I'll be hosting um, hosting the venue next week on the 21st. I'll be hosting, and I, I was a feature last week, so I don't know if they have their shows um, taped, but they may rerun shows. I'm not sure. So, good time. 
All right. Good time, well, in, good time in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we look forward to it. And I, I've got to get out and see you do a live performance as well. So definitely keep me posted with that. Stay in contact with Donna or try to text me, whoever you can get in contact. Definitely let me know the next time you have something going on that's live. Well, I definitely do since we've never met, Michael. We've never met in person. <laughs> so I was like, you know, it's, it's interesting to have these telephone conversations and radio interviews with the, uh-huh. the person that I've never met before. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll definitely keep you informed. Wow, we just ran out of time. You know? <laughs> okay, good morning. Well, let me hurry up and try to close this show. But uh, special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth. But before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Turn it up, turn it up, y'all.